0: Welcome to the MCO Advisors podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about Facebook and YouTube and why you shouldn't ignore them as marketing platforms. How's it going? And happy Friday, Michael Gordon. <clears throat>
1: yeah, Michael. Um, sorry, you
0: just sorry. put that up. There. <laughs> We're both doing it. Go ahead.
1: Um, just looking at the LinkedIn feed, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Good post. Um, don't compare yourself to anybody, really. How about that?
0: Good idea. So true. And like, if anything, like just don't compare, but try to learn to see where they got, where they got, and I don't know. See if whatever you think you, it can it can click to you, and you can bring out some of your authenticity with that that message that you heard. It's just funny
1: though. Like people could put their first 90 days, their first three months, uh, first six months, first two years of work into building up their storefront. And they could look like they're a billion dollar firm, but under the covers, they're ten $10 million AUM. And then someone else could put their grind into bringing in the business and they're a billion dollar firm, but on the surface, they look like they have 10 million in AUM. So uh, it just, you know, the comparing is where we all get ourselves in trouble. So like Ryan said, I'd love that find what you like, take notes and,
0: and just build, build your thing. Exactly. Completely agree. And maybe building your thing is Facebook or YouTube. Uh, that is something that I wanted to get into as I find a lot of us focus on LinkedIn. I kind of wanted to take the the site off of that for a second, because we're usually talking about organic reach and things. And I know a lot of you guys are, are successful uh, on LinkedIn. So I also wanted to talk about why may some? Why maybe some of you will be unsuccessful on LinkedIn? Sure, and I'll, let's get and into I'll, that. I like that. I'll, I'll at least start, Corey. If who who we're talking to, I think certainly matters. Uh, we've we've spoken to a lot of advisors who found their way to success on here, but found not success looking for s- certain individuals, whether it be nurses or doctors or or whoever. Uh, and I and I haven't found many people who are having success finding retirees on LinkedIn. So one of the reason I look for Facebook and YouTube, especially, is because I think most people discard not so much YouTube but Facebook as a uh, political negative platform. And because of that, which it can be and definitely is, they discard it completely.
1: Facebook. Here is the thing: Facebook is super mature. So what fa- I look so. at it is it's the chain. It's the chain restaurant. Like it's Mm -hmm. TGI Fridays, it's Applebee's, it's, you know, whatever. You name the chain restaurant, Olive Garden. Fine. Like you, it, it, it's super popular. They're doing well. It's a conglomerate. They're massive. Like LinkedIn feels more like the upscale, you know, uh, you know, trendy restaurant that people go to after work for a nice cocktail and to hang out and talk and, and to have a nice meal. It's a nice after work spot. It's very professional. Um, I, I think about it like that. Like I don't want to demonize Facebook. I'm not a. I don't spend a lot of my casual leisure time on Facebook, if any, uh, because it doesn't work for my personality and where I'm at. That's that's not me. But I will not demonize it as a platform and the conglomerate and the the monster that it is, and for the attention that it has for certain demographics.
0: Right. And I think, again, it's usually because we're confined to certain platforms restrictions due to compliance. So if you had to pick somewhere, I think that's one of the places that I would execute most, especially if I'm looking for retirees or 50 plus pre-retirees, whatever you want to call it, somebody getting ready. As I just think of my parents on there, grandparents still on there spending time again, understand that um, like the banter and everything can get a little heavy but I still have a lot of friends on there. And one thing I'll say about Facebook is that when I scroll through the feed, I actually see their posts and things like that. That doesn't happen in Instagram anymore. So I don't really spend any time there because I wasn't using it for business. Uh, so I, so I, I almost lean back on Facebook even a little heavier because it was you know, l- there's still ads, but I can scroll right through less of them. I still see a lot of friends and family posts. So I found it a place to be pretty fruitful for business as well.
1: Every time we have a conversation and we say, who's your target ideal avatar client, and they say 55 to 70, my mind literally deletes LinkedIn as a fishing pond for you, and it starts to think of Facebook and Instagram. And unfortunately, many of you maybe can't spend time there or don't have an infrastructure set up there yet, but that is where the 55 to 70-year-old crowd lives, because that is where my wife and I, not Facebook, but Instagram post pictures of the kids. And that is where the grandparents go to see those pictures.
0: Yeah. The other thing I'll say is, I think there's a big difference between RIA and broker-dealer because everywhere I know, pretty much outside of RIA, has to make a business page. And that's what makes it difficult. Zero organic reach. You're not talking to your friends and family anymore. At least you got to get them over to that page. And they really want you to spend money there to boost posts, spend ads, campaigns, things like that. So I think it's a little bit of a turnoff, too, to go to Facebook. But from the RIA side, if anybody is out there or has the flexibility to use the personal page, you can use that as a way to, I'm not necessarily using it to hunt family and friends in the same way that I would send them a letter, tell them what I'm doing more. So I'm hoping that whether they want my help or not great, but their friends, um, and everybody outside of the bubble, I just treat it like another social media platform. So I'm sa- I'm sharing facts. Uh, I'm sharing value. I'm sharing things about myself and I can do that on my personal page as well as my business page and treat it like a brand page and kind of, uh, bounce back and forth.
1: All well and good on the RIA side. Totally agree. Giving value to the BD and the um, you know the folks who have a little bit more constriction. Okay, so you don't have organic reach on your brand page. Fine. Open your wallet and let's spend a few bucks to advertise and get in front of people. The ads mm-hmm. will get approved. We'll get four to six ads in a campaign created and approved. And we'll run them and spend a few hundred bucks a month. That's not the end of the world.
0: Yeah. And I think... One of the things that's can be annoying again too. I think a lot of people don't understand campaigns, don't understand the ad structure. They don't feel like they understand targeting. They think it's something I feel like more complicated just because they've never done it. And it can seem complicated. It can seem hard. It is but- compl-
1: I think it's very complicated. <laughs>
0: But spending a little bit of time there, and it's true, understanding it is, it can be a cheaper way for you to get your name out there and at least pay through the organic reach. I think LinkedIn is difficult because you you're learning lessons, but they're very expensive lessons. Whereas when you're learning them through Facebook, you you sure you're blowing money here and there. You blow a couple hundred dollars, uh, but you know you hopefully you're starting to learn and get some traction, or at least getting help from somebody who feels like they can get traction for you. Because remember, ads and boosting posts and things, that's got to be very specific as you know who you're talking to, as you're interrupting their day on a social media platform. In a bunch of, I've seen plenty of ads do really well and have a lot of positive impact behind them. And I think if you go the other way, it's a very call call you out nation, especially a bunch of keyboard warriors to a sense. So, you know, they'll let you know if they think it seems slimy or not. Um, So I think having the right tone, again, extra human being in a place like Facebook helps get through uh, when you're you're boosting posts and making ads.
1: Yeah, I think um, I'm just trying to listen to this conversation from uh,
0: the consumer side on
1: the advisor side. And I I could see how you could feel overwhelmed and just say, not for me. Um, I would say this is another benefit to working with Ryan and I. I would very simply like if you said, I want to spend some money on Facebook ads, I would literally say, let's create the, the message, the, the who we're targeting, the four to six ads, very simple. Let's keep it very simple. And I would put you in touch with someone who I trust very much to help you run the campaign. And I would not have you doing it on your own. And, um, you know, we would outsource that because there's no reason to have you spending hours a day figuring out that back end ad product.
0: Agreed. Um, what is an avatar? Is that in a general sense, Eric? If that's what you mean, it's your ideal relationship. It's the person. Let's, let's
1: explain that from the ground up. Like what what yeah. that is, because we drop that term a lot.
0: Avatar. Yeah, it's the person that the person you want to work with. Person situation. I guess ideal prospect. That that if you if you could fill your entire book with one type of situation or person then that would be your avatar.
1: Avatar comes, Eric, from the video game world years ago. When you would want to play with a specific character, you could customize them to be exactly what you wanted them to be. And that's when we use that term. If you could customize your ideal client to be exactly what you could customize them to be, literally age, uh, where they live, what job they have, how much money they have, their personality, uh, how many kids, like literally everything. What's your avatar client, your perfect client? That's, That's what we mean there.
0: Yep. So in terms of using Facebook for my personal page, I'll say that from especially from the RA side, I'll speak a little bit more like me because I know it's more friends and family and I don't treat it like buttoned up and like I'm an advisor. I try to treat it like everybody else treats their career on there, which is kind of just like a lot of friends or maybe personal trainers or something like that. So they share their page every once in a while. They'll say things about it. I don't only talk about my profession on Facebook. I didn't just kind of flip a switch. But the truth is I wasn't using it for personal. I find a lot of people don't like using it for personal reasons, and that's fine, and I completely agree with that. I just think that most of us are also trying to grow our businesses, and and I don't like the idea of saying – uh, I want more money, but no, nah, I don't feel like doing that, really. That, that's okay, but then you have to accept where you're boxing yourself in. So if you don't like Facebook, you're only allowed to use LinkedIn and Twitter, then you're, you're boxing yourself in now to Twitter and LinkedIn. Most likely, most of us aren't using Twitter. So now you're just focused on LinkedIn, and that may not be where your person is. So you're beating your head against the wall, spending all your time here because this is the platform you like and what you enjoy. And I think while we have to play that balance of what we like and where we spend our time, you also have to be realistic about how much money do you want to wake, make and grow your business? And then where is that attention?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't spend a minute on Twitter if I was an advisor.
0: Apparently, some people do well on Twitter too. Again, it's one of the, it's a culture I don't understand. It's a platform I don't understand very well. I'd have to spend a lot more time there. It seems very hand to hand, like lots of engaging. And but I've seen plenty of tweets of people who don't have many followers just blow up. So there's something about that that search too. It seems like it has the viral ability that I think attaches to it, even if it's a little old school. I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I I I won't demonize it. I just if if I'm coaching you, which is what this show's intended to do, I'm going to keep you narrow and focused on some things that we can execute on. And I don't like spreading people too thin. That's that's Completely really where agree. my head goes with with all of this
0: stuff. Completely agree. What I realize is. When everybody sees three platforms, they think they have to be on three platforms. That's when I think you start thinking about delegating to a pre-approved canned content type deal because you're like, no way I can keep up with this. And it's true. You can't. You can't post Twitter for Twitter, LinkedIn for LinkedIn, Facebook for Facebook, YouTube for YouTube, and do your business at the same time unless you have a full marketing team behind you, Gary V style, which nobody does. So what you have to do is segment your time and break it down. And that's why we're focusing. And again, that's why I went back to focus today on Facebook and YouTube. I really wanted to hone in on those and stepping off of Facebook for a second. We know there's ads, you can spend money. I've talked a little bit about using it for personal, but I want to talk about YouTube as your second website, uh, especially for retirees. I think Corey, you mention all the time that that's your storefront, and it's something that we haven't taken seriously enough. Is I believe we're missing out on the Google aspect of YouTube, which is when somebody has a question, they either go to Google or they go to YouTube to watch a video about it. And I think, especially if you're in the retiree area, I think for the for most most advisors, especially if who we're dealing with is you know any any age really but even 40s and up more so we'll we'll be spending a lot of time on on youtube wondering how to market how to retire what's the best stock things like that and that's when you're getting into you know your youtube content
1: yeah i see it a little different um i don't see youtube being the place to fish in the sense of that's where i think people are actually like opening their phone and just sitting on the app like they do in the other social i think that's where people do their due diligence that's where people do their research um and I'm like I said yesterday, I'm in. A that's massive, what I meant.
0: I don't know what I said, but that's what I meant.
1: You said that there's people, whatever. My point is, I think it's a due diligence platform. It's a research yeah. based. Um, it's the yeah. research based platform. And uh, I would focus if I was you guys. It's there's only four platforms and it just depends on where your people live. YouTube is one that I would have no matter what. what no matter what your audience and your avatar client is, your YouTube page should be just spot on if you're allowed there. Um, and then depending on where your client is, it's Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, uh, would be my, you know, where we go after that, but I'm eating, I told you yesterday, I'm eating my own dog food. I'm literally in the process of making my own Corey Keating ecosystem, YouTube page that is, something that I've neglected and realized the light bulb went off. I'm like, I'm telling all these guys to be doing this and I don't have it. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm going ham on that.
0: Yeah. Kind of what I realized too, is like, where am I missing? Where can I up quality or spend a little time? Uh, because I know quantity over quality always. So I want to make sure it's consistent. But now that I have my bearings, I'm like, what can I do? That's a little bit different. And what am am I, now that I have control of LinkedIn, we have control of these platforms, we can delegate a little bit of our content. I really am honing in on, I guess, where I think I'm missing out to. And again, not the end of the world. There's always going to be missing out. We should be all over TikTok if we could and, every, and everywhere that has a possibility to it, right? An outcome. But we have to hone in our time and focus. Um, and I'll be excited to start building our YouTube page.
1: YouTube shortens the engagement process. It's It, it skips yeah. two dates. We're already on our third date. If you've looked at any of the YouTube videos and spent even five minutes listening to us talk, you know who we are, you know, our cadence, you know, our personality, you know, you know, we kind of get some of that initial, are these guys full of shit or these guys actually providing value out of the way. And I think that's the same thing that you guys as advisors do who I am, what I do, why I do it. If someone can watch that in a six minute span, three different videos, whatever, Eric, I'm talking to you, man. If someone can do that and eliminate the who, what, why you're on your third date with, with a stranger.
0: You know what I've been thinking about a lot recently too is the length of content and what we make and how we're treating content. Um, again, really, I, I loved talking to Andy. I'm really excited to have him on. One of the reasons is because it sparked a few thoughts. And he said something during during his, uh, dur- during as we were chatting. Again, his YouTube channel, I think it's creeping towards 3,000 subscribers, something Good like that. And, and he started, I think like a year ago or something like that, or a couple months ago, something, something around there. And he said something that most people were uh, all sizzle and no steak. And he wanted to be all steak, no sizzle or, you know, limiting, obviously. So his idea was if you go on to his YouTube, you'll see hour long videos about Roth conversions hour long. And you're like, who is going to watch that? And I guess my answer would be the individual that's probably going to call him If they get through an hour of the nitty gritty of why this matters to them and how it works and things like that, I think it can be a, a sense of overwhelming people, but hundreds of views, some thousands of views. And that's where I'm getting big on just speaking what you believe in and sharing your knowledge even down to the technique, because I think sometimes we think it goes over people's head But I think sometimes when people don't get an answer and we give them that tease factor or the high level view, they move on from something like that. So it's a mixture of, I think, both. But I I loved watching, I guess, a successful hour long video because it just proves that there's no real rules. We just kind of have to try stuff.
1: There are no rules. I think it all depends on what you intend to do with that video. And if the intention of that video is to drive a real deep connection with someone who you think is that if they like you said, someone who consumes that is going to then probably be someone you're going to engage with. The intent is there. Like if the intent of an hour long video is to quickly tell people why you're an advisor, you you likely, in my opinion, are going to you know miss a lot of people.
0: For sure, there's definitely a time for everything, and depending on what you're talking about, I guess it just gets down to the fact where I've always thinking about the fact like you don't want to get too technical, goes over the head. Uh, and it doesn't go as far, things like that. But again, we're not necessarily trying to travel our content as far. That's almost like it's almost like just looking at it the wrong way, rather than speaking to the individual you really want to to work with. And I guess that's what he believes that he's doing. That's how his mind works technically. So he's going to find like minded individuals of people who really like to dig in. He's also very big on taxes, as he's an EA as well. I really so, like
1: that. Look, yeah, I, I think there's a time and a place for short form and long form content and i think your youtube channel could really could have a tremendous playlist that's called long form and you go into it and there are 45 minute videos of you giving case studies of you explaining why these things are so important and you go in depth with it and you just have a conversation and it's not super edited it's just 45 minutes in front of you in front of a camera but people are going there and they're knowing that's long form content now obviously if you take that and put that on instagram no one's likely going to they're going to scroll through it because people at the Instagram bar at the Instagram restaurant are not there for long form content. When they go to the YouTube restaurant, they may be.
0: Yep. Uh, completely agree. So he's also got a really interesting, um, uh, what's it called? Like fee model. So I'm excited to talk to him about a few different things, but, uh, awesome to, to focus on YouTube. And again, completely agree with you, Keith, uh, YouTube provides a library of content that you have made and people can view your whole library at any time completely agree um, and I like to I like to think about it like that in terms of where the podcast is almost like all of our live shows. We always thought about having them dressed up and put there. And one thing I can say is that I think really growing a YouTube channel and gaining subscribers comes down to, unfortunately, spending the time to edit the video, putting it up there organically, because we've been streaming live almost every time on YouTube in the same way that we have on LinkedIn. And while LinkedIn will continue to grow and see more people and gain attention, uh, I don't think maybe maybe a few views on our live YouTube channels. I, I imagine that it's more of an alert thing for the people who are already subscribed to you rather than a thing that's going to carry you forward. So most oh, of you can't go live on is- yeah. yeah, it's crap. Anyway, right. most people can't go live on YouTube anyway, so it doesn't matter. But that's, you know, I'm learning the rules of each platform and how we have to play. And that's something where I really think you got to put a little bit more work in, make sure you have, you know, good descriptions. And at the end of the day, the the video just matters. A good video always gets watched. Good, con- good content always travels. You know, um, that's that's what I believe. How about if
1: some of you guys out there left your firm someday or you you're you you decided to go out and do something different uh you know start an ria with a different name um but all the content you've created has to stay where it is or is you know under a different name you know what what happens then you know that's a big vulnerability for people so having a youtube channel keith wilson eric boyam michael gordon you know whoever else is watching today um having a youtube channel that's yours is worth a lot because you can go anywhere you want as a financial advisor and do anything you want and that content will travel with you.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I love that. That's that's good. And again, another platform where we don't depend on it. It's the it's the Google, it's the research. We've all agreed to go there. What's up Sid? So you don't depend on it like you do LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, because it's if 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 the we always talk about don't worry about the algorithm, but let's be real if the algorithm changed to the point where it says now you have to pay to play now now what are you gonna do? But YouTube is always going to be that that staple, I think, or at least for a long time. I can't imagine anybody beating them of of where people go to look up information. I would imagine if I could look at the numbers that people are looking asking questions there just as much to Google. And most chances, if you go to Google and you ask a question, a YouTube video pops up. So it's really, really a place where where I think people should look at spending their time. And I love how you put that in terms of where it comes with you.
1: Well, the nice thing about YouTube is it's, you know, you can set it and forget it for a little while. You can put up your dozen videos that talk about who you are, what you're about, um, how you handle certain situations. Six to 12 videos have a nice channel set up and you can kind of let that thing live and breathe for a little while and, and you don't you know i'm a we are obviously big believers in, in watering everything you know watering the seeds but youtube is is a little bit more static in the sense that it, it sits there and people it doesn't need to have it, you know the ongoing refreshment that everything else does so that should I be think a, about
0: being my table um go ahead Sorry, no i, I just think that should be
1: um another reason that people explore it like. Put the two weeks in, put the month in, get it done right, and and sit back and let it let it do its thing.
0: Yeah. And I and I also think that um uh I've had videos that I've put up as an advisor and some carries almost like uh you notice a good LinkedIn post seems to just keep going for some reason. You look back a week later and you're like, oh, I had 20 more likes. I thought that thing stopped. YouTube video is kind of like that, where it doesn't necessarily explode, but for some reason good videos keep getting watched and they show up every once in a while. So when you have 800 views, then maybe you have 900, then you have a thousand. And the next 10 videos after that, you're back in your 50s, 100, whatever. But for some reason, that video keeps going. So it really does have some type of capability of people to find it. It also shows you that if you have a video that hits, look at the title, look at the topic, look at the focus, and then you know who's on there. You know, One of the things I think I realized was I had a big video do well about – um the CSRS pension system and FERS, as well as TSP, seemed really technical. Again, seemed uh, like I didn't know who would care, but it's got a thousand views on it just because I think it hit it hit home for a lot of people having those questions because FERS and TSP and Social Security mixing is all confusing. I think even smart engineer dudes have a lot of questions about that.
1: Yep. Um, you know, another thing with YouTube that I really like is is you have a repository. To just share with people all the time, uh, Michael. You just made a really good point there. Like you can email, you can just include a YouTube video within your um, your your email, your your newsletter. Um, you meet somebody at a coffee shop, and they're like, "Shoot me an email. Let me know what you're about. I'm super interested. I just don't have time. I got to run." Follow up. Da, 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 Thought these couple videos might be interesting to you. Link, link, link. Super easy. And then again, that breaks down that 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 getting to know somebody because they watch the video and they know a little bit about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And biggest thing that you can do is if you don't even want to post on on YouTube, well obviously I still think you should, but let's say you have a very specific video like you said talking to an individual or putting it on your website. You know, you can make it unlisted and host it somewhere, make it private, and definitely as well as sending it to individuals, I always say, what's up Andy, send it to your current people, send it to your current list. You know, send a link saying, "Here's the newest video of my quarterly review for you guys." And say, "Hey guys, just met with a few of you last week. A few guys this year going some year end reviews. You know, speak directly to your people um, and and take it off YouTube because it's speaking directly to them. And you can again like unlist it or keep it private, but send them the link. And it just feels so much stronger. Uh, it's a good way to use that as a as a Friday newsletter if you like talking rather than uh, writing. Yep, totally agree. Good stuff. Love YouTube. Absolutely. Um, Andy, really excited to have you on. Keith Wilson, indeed. Tax return time brings out a lot of thirst for tax stuff. And this is why I've also talked about taxes in general, as much as it is a focused subject and it can be technical and, and wordy and things like that, And but the attention is always there once a year, or even more so if you're self-employed and you're paying quarterly taxes, taxes is always in your face. A big reason why I suggest people learn about taxes is because you can help people the most. I think the days of advisors, and me and Andy were talking about this, the days of advisors being like, whoa, I don't touch that, I don't talk about taxes, is going to make you super vulnerable to an individual who is digging into you know, how you're actually going to net at the end of the day, rather than us just grabbing a pot of money and just hoping it goes up. It's really getting into the gritty. And I think talking about taxes is good because financial planning is difficult. You're trying to create a fire or you find somebody in a situation, but accounting and taxes are there every year. That fire is every April. Mm -hmm. So just a little side note. That's, uh,
1: taxes totally fit the box of knowledge, desire, time. Like they, they don't check that box for many people. So all three of those boxes. So that's, Yeah. yeah.
0: Because even when you're going through something like, uh, like a, like a automated tax service, you know, you're still, I imagine people in the back of their mind, like my thing's really simple. And then you add something or you forget something, you know, it's almost, almost sometimes, you know, using an individual like a like a tax preparer, an accountant, whatever, you start. You, you they bring up things you forgot about. You get deductions you didn't even think of. So while it's always selling TurboTax, selling the idea of a hundred percent guaranteed, it's really like a hundred percent guaranteed based on the information you're capable of remembering and putting in there at that time. Rather how than how about saying it's a hundred
1: percent guaranteed to make you second guess a choice through this process? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. I don't care how simple you like, you could be single and 30 and you have no nothing you've rent. Like, it's
0: so simple. And you're
1: like, did I answer that question? Right.
0: Even me, I see that. And I'm like, did I get everything? Did I have everything in the mail? Did I remember Did I cover on my bases? You know, it's, no, it it it's, it's something I want to triple check, quadruple check. And then yeah. I realize I'm hours into it to the point where I sh- probably should have uh, handed it to somebody else. For some reason, it's so much easier for me to look at somebody else's tax return and somebody else's plan uh, than to, than to stare at my own. That was the so,
1: greatest deferral of chores that my wife and I made probably 7 years ago and it is so relaxing and worth the few hundred dollars we spend on it every year. Here's our shit. I, yeah. You've yeah, said I, that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. I used to I used to do it all the time and again amidst planning and trying to help everybody else, I wanted to, you know, delegate to somebody also learn from another professional who was an accountant and say, what am I missing? Let me use my, let me use myself as a Guinea pig and try to learn as much as I can from somebody who's been in the game for a long time. And while I feel like I wasn't, wasn't missing as much, there's still some things I didn't know, but there, you know, there's what you don't know is what you don't know. So I like to use it as that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, let me check this, Sid, uh, nice comment. I don't know if you covered this, but long form YouTube video can be cut into smaller clips for LinkedIn or other platforms people on LinkedIn want to watch a long video. So link it back to YouTube. Yeah, I like that. So I think that's a that's a really good distribution technique and way to reuse your content as you if you do have something that's an hour, something I would even shoot out to you, Andy, as I know this would be annoying as hell. You already told me like you're you're reaching for videos because you're getting busy, which is a good problem. But if you had the time and could find it, it would be chopping up uh, a t- a minute 30 super powerful section of that Roth IRA video that you put on LinkedIn that maybe has the header or not, whatever you want. Most of the stuff that already comes with YouTube, but you're posting organically to LinkedIn with the link of YouTube back in the comments. Um, and again, I don't think that's a necessary rule all the time. I see a lot of people just sharing their LinkedIn here. And, but I do think that it would travel farther and, hit more people, even though this may not be your focus because you're on retirees. So I
1: think the LinkedIn feed the is about as volatile as the sports card market. Like you, videos worked great on Tuesday and then they don't do so well on Thursday. Static posts do terrific on Monday and then they don't do <laughs> shit on Wednesday. Images, like it's so crazy.
0: I completely agree because looking at this show, you would think something like going live would, would only grow but it like roller coasters yeah. and I tr- make events and make different titles. And obviously I have guests on and things like that. And some, some are way higher than others as i expected, but some do really well. It's random Monday, random, whatever. I think it, dem- I think it matters who's here, you know, who's consuming, but also how fickle it can be. And again, that's why we go back to uh, something like YouTube. I feel like it's really sturdy and dependable in terms of it's something you can put work into and figure out, Then, you know, it's a it's an infrastructure that you can have.
1: Let's play like this is kind of funny and this is potential off the record stuff, but it's kind of funny. Like we all know, like I know when certain people are the first couple to like some of my stuff, who else will like it and then what is going to happen with it? Like, Sid, you're a great example. If you like any of my posts, Patty Bosco, another connection of mine, also likes the post. Like I know that algorithm ties the two of you together for some reason. And I assume you two don't know each other other than through me, but that for some reason, the algorithm triggers that. And then I just, me seeing your name made me laugh about that. And then I know that, you know, I don't know. You and I know, like we all I assume we spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. We all know when certain people like certain things, it's going to go certain places or the reach will extend.
0: Yeah. I don't and know. I saw that um Yeah. Uh, and I think the things that resonate and go farther are are always going to. I mean, the the things that go farther are always going to resonate, right? So when you're putting out that technical information, uh, assuming it's really good, maybe you impress the advisors and you gain the attention of some individuals. But the human stuff always goes further, just because somebody can resonate and go. I you know, generally, I do like that. It's not about support. It's not about you know anything like that. It's it's an enjoyable piece of consumable content. I think that just comes with.
1: I think, that. though, there is something to it. I mean, you can put out some really good shit. And if you do it the wrong time of day or it doesn't yeah, get right. that that initial reaction, it doesn't go very far.
0: Here's something I would say. What do you think about this, Corey? And I've never done this because I always thought I wanted to be so original. But now I'm thinking in order to test and things like that, what do you think about repurposing content? What do love you think it. about taking Absolutely a post it. that I mean, as the exact same post that was mm-hmm. like done at this time. It didn't hit. You did it you did it at six o'clock at night on a Friday thinking that would hit. Then you wait a month, try it again on, you know, a Sunday. Is that worth the repeat of your people seeing that again versus the test of trying to get it further?
1: I'm glad you added context to that. I love repurposing content because everything we talk about generally is the same. It's just, we put it in a different context here and there. Um, I would not be getting involved in any of that copy pasting thing because you'll turn off people within a couple months. I think people will be on to that.
0: No, a hundred percent. And I, sp- I strictly mean like, let's say you really love the post that you thought did well, but you were, you were, you, you watched the show, you post it at 11 and you're like, man, usually I hit with this kind of topic. So you're like, all right, let me try it again. Rather than maybe even deleting it, you leave it alone. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, you're like, let me try it at 8 AM. Let me try it at a Sunday at six. Now, obviously the same post over and over, maybe I wouldn't do you but, could
1: do it. Here's where I go with it. I would I add like the idea
0: of testing the last time things. I shared this, it didn't go very
1: far, but I thought it was valuable to share again. I would do something like that personally.
0: Yeah, but then it changes the tone of the post. It doesn't do what you're trying to make it do, you know. Right. But
1: if if a thousand people saw it and no one liked it, or a hundred people saw it and no one liked it, you're gonna put those hundred people mm-hmm. off again by just copy pasting, in my opinion
0: yeah and uh, well i don't know and it's probably too much and honestly that to me is too much thought i would think like at, let's say it's two months later maybe somebody remembers that post but i would assume if it didn't do well people didn't see it so then you could post it i, I agree with not overdoing it at the copy and paste n- not trying to make it a culture i just mean from the from the testing factor um uh try of it. just see just what happens working, i mean try, i'm not the plug it in judge
1: play. or the jury here try it i i i just i look at stuff like how i consume things if i see consistently that someone i enjoy consuming content from is doing that it's i true. unfortunately my human side is going to make a judgment on that behavior
0: same i agree i agree dang so true marketing is so emotional um all right guys well, i'm looking at a like, switch to gonna... what, what the hell you yeah yeah yeah. I, I agree no nah, i agree i agree i agree i, I think like it, it goes first time get it out of right. my face just, yeah yeah <laughs> it, it already sucked <laughs> the yeah. world told
1: you that but let me finish <laughs> this top this point because you asked me about repurposing i do like yeah. repurposing content personally and on the brand side um especially on the brand side because i think the brand side can get away with murder you could do the same it's just an advertisement on that at that point but um on the personal side, I think you just have to, like like Keith mentioned, I think you've got to
0: add a little bit of a different yeah. tone to it. That's cool. I get it. Change some verbs, switch some nouns, punctuation. You
1: didn't like this last time, but
0: it's better this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My copy has improved yeah. uh, since a month ago. Uh, cool, I like it, especially repurposing. Really smart. We got we got into the into the the judgment side of repurposing, which I didn't mean to do. Really, obviously, repurposing from the side what we were talking about: long form content, chopping it up, spreading it out, distribution. We always talk about that, and again, it can be really busy. So I think that's where people could use some help. But um, you know, having somebody edit your videos, having somebody that you hire, maybe a marketing intern or a or somebody a ten ninety nine person that you can just delegate to. And I know I was actually talking to Andy about that. Well, where some, some people can be pretty expensive uh, and some people, but it is an expensive, it is an expensive deal depending on what's going on. So again, it can be hard to delegate. And usually when we're saying this stuff, we're just putting more work on you guys. So we understand that, that you can't be everywhere, but these techniques are things that you can use and things you can try. And really maybe don't pressure yourself and thinking, okay, every time I do a YouTube video, now I got to cut it up four times and put it on LinkedIn. You know, we really back into pillar content. And obviously, take your videos that do the best. Maybe you have one that has a a couple thousand views that just blew up for some reason. Maybe chop that thing up because there's some powerful things in there. Spend some time putting it on Facebook and and clips and adding it as a uh, sending people to your YouTube page, add some YouTube ads that that go with those clips in there things like that or you know just just little ideas that you can have to spread it out just you don't have to do it list all the of time what
1: you want to execute on i want to get better yeah. at facebook if you do that and then you can ignore some of the other things or I want to like just make a list of priorities and tackle them it, like
0: yeah and more so make think. that's what I'm saying make it situational don't think okay now I need to like this is my yeah. this is my new way of living this is how I distribute content you know you don't you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself agreed that's that's it guys um well at least we'll switch to do you want to just leave or should we just switch to off the record which i just did with the click what do you mean leave Uh, just just end the broadcast we don't say goodbye to anybody we just we just leave them with cliffhangers for the whole weekend they wonder what's going on did their (laughs) internet get did their internet go out do they not like us there's a handful of people that are just going to be on a cliffhanger (laughs) nine nine people um no, but really uh, appreciate you guys being here as always. Again, mm-hmm. another fun Friday, you know, hanging out. I think that the chat got really good at the conversation, got really good at the end, b- bouncing around. And I love digging into these because I didn't think we do it enough due diligence. Um, so maybe we'll make even a whole episode just going about YouTube. After we spend some time there, we get a little bit of either results or figuring things out. You know, we'll tell you what we think is working. And again, super excited to bring Andy on to tell you guys what he's been doing to grow his page in such a short amount of time with such ridiculously long videos.
1: Um, so I heard back from our web designer. Yeah. Apparently everything's in place for, for me to jump in and do more designing for um, all the pages are in place already. So we'll take a look, but you know what I was thinking about? We need to start thinking about how we position this thing. It's really, we're going to become the marketing department like the fractional marketing department for financial advisors. It's not just fractional CMOs anymore. It's going to be like this full resource of how to do everything marketing.
0: What do people, what do advisors need? What do you think they need as a marketing department?
1: Well, I think of the old marketing department I worked at that I was head of. I'd have my graphic designers, writers. You've got media people. There's PR. Like there's all these different offices and heads of these offices that People run these channels within the marketing umbrella. So we just create that ecosystem within Emco Advisors and they come in to the site and it's, you know, how to create a better YouTube channel, how to create a successful podcast. And there's all these different teachings and learnings within each of those rooms. How to create better content, tools needed to create better content
0: just a library of specific content that you think answers the questions that everybody is always asking that obviously updates in real time. I'm sure as, as things change.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess library sounds like that, that to me sounds like a boring thing. I think about it like you staring at courses. uh, Yeah. I think about it. You staring at a a wall full of offices Mm -hmm. today. I'm going into the audio office and I'm going to learn all things, how to create and distribute and build a successful podcast. And then, you know, execute on it. And then in a month, in November, I really need to get better at my YouTube channel and filming. So I need to go into this video office. And they're going to, I have all these, I, all the things that show me how to create successful videos and then to create a successful YouTube channel with those videos.
0: You know what I've been thinking about recently? I've been thinking about something like with the, that has to go with the calendar that has homework attached to it, videos in the background, things people can do while they're touching base with us in between. And maybe that just becomes a side project or nothing at all. But thinking about it in terms of like a a social media or a marketing gauntlet. So Mm -hmm. it says, all right, this week is written posts. Don't care. Like we're going to find out this this process is for anybody who you want to find out what you like, what you're good at, where you should spend your time, who you're focusing on. And they have to do all these projects kind of in between. And then each time we'll consult with them and say, "So you wrote us, you wrote us two posts a week for like the past three weeks. Uh, what it, what it feel like? You know, we're looking at how they did and things like that, and sending people through. I don't know why I keep calling it a gauntlet, but that's what I feel like. I feel like I feel like people would appreciate the tangible grab of and and the growth of that, and maybe it lasts a year or six months or something like that. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I I think there's a million different ways we can go because I think the thing I keep coming back to is we can tell people what to do and how to do it, but then we kind of send them on their own. And then a lot of times what happens is they don't know who to turn to for some help or guidance to get to the finish line on, on that project. And I think that's where there's, there's potential to help more advisors.
0: And that's why I'm really leaning into the homework idea of saying, Hey, here, do this for us. And, and, you know, Do do one two three, and then next time we talk, we talk about one two three. Because I do think sometimes it can get even with the plan in place, it can still be like here are the things we're trying to tackle, and then Mm -hmm. they're like now now we're really breaking it down. Like here's the like here's what we're trying to tackle long term, but here's the next steps till before we meet that we're going to be doing.
1: Yeah, and I think that. You know, was a little bit evident too in the emails I sent out yesterday. Finding out how people were doing and what they were up to, they came back with quite a bit, and I was um, I was pleasantly surprised that people were yeah. thinking that much about it.
0: Yeah, I I realized too that when we say we're building your marketing plan, a lot of people are like, "All right, here's my here's the what I've been thinking," and it's bullets and things. I do like the the fact of the getting the wheels turning, and I realized just having these conversations. I, we had a conversation a couple a couple days ago. Um, and just could feel kind of like sometimes you're talking to people about something they're not doing yet. And they're they're like, I know I'm kind of missing out, but you can feel like the fire build where they kind of get excited. Like, Oh man, I I know it's more I could be doing, but I also see the opportunity and, and see how to do that. And that's, that's something that's fun too.
1: Yeah. There's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of different ways that we go with this. And I think, you know, if you look back in six months, it's going to be laughable where we're at today for six months. And today's kind of laughable of where we started in September. So it's just kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. But the big goal is at least I would say at the very least is what I'm realizing is the touch points and the value I want to feel consistent. So I think that's why we're both comfortable with the, you know, YouTube 101, YouTube 102, whatever classes, whatever rooms, whatever we call it, social media. The the department that we build is so when you're in between seeing us, you get to go have your questions answered and watch some content on your own time. You know, similar to this show, but really structured and less less high level concepts and more, uh, I guess both concepts as but it's also of here's exactly like, what you should do.
1: Corey, you just had a video. Um, it was YouTube 101 on how to do this. I had a question, you you said this, what did you mean? And that's exactly. all still within the same community and the exactly. same website, that's really powerful.
0: Exactly, yeah, so that's coming, we're doing that. Um, got a fancy camera that I've been using and I feel comfortable turning it on now. It's really all you have to do is turn it on. Um, yeah, that's it, I just turn it on and hit record and then it shoots out a much better picture than anything I have except for the phone's pretty good, but still I'm going to be spending some time going to get a, get some type of backdrop. It's going to be super fancy guys. You're going to be like, where'd the beige wall go? This is the sickest video I've ever seen. <laughs> Ryan is illuminating <laughs> with the light. He looks like an angel. Um, yeah. Appreciate you guys being here this Saturday and hanging out with us. See a lot of you guys are still around. Um, Hope you guys have a good weekend and enjoy, enjoy yourself. Keep coming with the topics. Keep coming with the list. Sid, I know you mentioned Sales Navigator. I'm going to sign up for it this weekend. At least play with it uh, so we can answer that question for you. I would love to do a full episode on Sales Navigator. So I want to sign up for it, use it for a little bit, and then come back and tell you what I think. Um, Lastly, Corey, with the the off-the-record stuff, Aslo is shutting down, as you know. So I switched to Novo in terms of the bank. I, <laughs> I, I had the I forgot the password. Okay, because I had a lowercase letter, letter instead of a capital. Anyway, long story short, I, 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 tried to transfer half the money from Aslo to Novo because what I want to do is have some money here, some money here, and then you can transfer all the fee stuff over before the end of March when they're sh- they they shut off the lights and all the all the money has to be out or I'm guessing okay. they just send you a check which is what we don't want. So obviously I'm going to be mo- I'll move half of it over. We'll move all the fees over for the website and everything that we're buying and then I'll move the second half over. But okay. I locked us out of the account. So you were once- potentially the most dangerous person to have in charge of op- business operations. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Out of the two of us, it's probably true. <laughs> Well, if, we I- had to, if we had to lean one, which way? Um, so, well, it's okay. Like the money's still there. It's just the, the you know, I just did a lowercase C out. instead right, of an uppercase C. And now what that means is probably an extra hour of work. That's basically what I'm telling you. So just you're going to see a lot of shit happening in the info email of <laughs> changing passwords, things happening. But don't worry. It's all going to be settled. It's all going to be settled.
1: All right. I've got work to do.
0: All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a good day. See you Monday, probably. Probably 100% chance of Monday. Well, 99.9. Like a germs commercial. See you, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show.
1: We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors.
0: You finding success means everything to us.
1: If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating.
0: Thank you all.
1: Talk soon.